0: is the moment UFC fans around the world have been waiting for. It's-
1: Welcome to Episode 8 of the Red Belt Report, the MMA podcast where we talk about all the latest goings-on in UFC, Bellator, and any other mixed martial arts promotion. I am your host, Bob Fail. And I'm Brooks Phelan. And this week, we're here to talk about UFC 202 and preview the next upcoming cards as well. So, uh, here we go. It was supposed to be UFC 200 Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz 2 and obviously all the drama that went on got pushed back into Had to August wait another month yeah really wasn't for being pushed back didn't have to wait that long nah. but Conor said this is the real UFC 200 maybe he was right yeah he delivered <laughs> yeah what an event um, I'm very curious to see what Dave Meltzer says about the pay-per-view buy rate. Yeah.
0: I, th- I read something that said they're huge.
1: I have a feeling it could be the biggest in history.
0: Yeah, I saw there was, like, mad people, like, on my Facebook that nor- normally aren't, like, usually talking about the UFC, and there's a lot of people talking
1: yeah, about this Yeah, and fight. I mean, this was getting some mainstream coverage, like, it's all- ESPN was all over it, Fox Sports, like, places that don't normally cover too much yeah like this was getting like people in my work who i'm like how do you even know what this is they're talking about it yeah
0: that's the same i was like some of the people i was like i didn't even know they knew what the ufc work
1: was (laughs) yeah exactly
0: i got them talking about this fight.
1: it's funny though like coming into the week i didn't think the hype seemed to be like not there like it was nothing really going on i was expecting to hear more of the pre-fight stuff yeah i
0: agree it was like Kind of like hadn't been talked about too much yeah. coming up on it. And then that press conference happens.
1: Oh, yeah. The calm before the storm because as soon as that press conference happens, Connor shows up half an hour late. Yeah. They start without him. Dana White was pissed. Yeah. He's going to have to start respecting people's time. Yeah. And, uh, and then Nate's like, screw this. He came late. I'm leaving early. <laughs> fuck your whole team. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here he will do nothing he <laughs> will <You'll> do nothing <laughs> and they did something they threw a water bottle and all hell broke loose yeah man McGregor chucking cans into the audience was pretty risky that
0: was crazy Dana White was like cut it off of those fucking cans
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that was nuts and I mean from all reports seemingly it was all real didn't seem staged at least Ariel said "Uh, you know felt authentic
0: yeah well, apparently they're getting huge fines from it, so I don't see what, that would be fucking dumb shit to plan.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, let's let's be honest. They're walking away with some pretty big payday, so With the fines, probably aren't gonna yeah, matter all that much.
0: Payday's huge, man.
1: Yeah, if disclosed, three million for Connor, two million for Nate. You know, pay per view points and all that stuff. You know, they're made a lot more than that.
0: Yeah, I've heard up to like Nate, like something like. Thirteen million, and Connor made fifteen million, or something crazy like I that.
1: I could, be, I could believe it. I think yeah. they definitely broke ten. I believe, but it's insane, uh, man, as crazy as it was. Probably the best thing that could have happened for the card because all of a sudden, it's all anyone could talk about. And uh, yeah, and then Connor, his little workout is saying, "Fuck Nate Diaz," and if you are down with Team Diaz, <laughs> yeah. fuck, fuck, fuck you, you too, too. Uh, man. That not half pops, but. <laughs> It was great, I loved yeah. it. It actually I was already pumped up for the fight. Don't get me wrong, but this was like another level' Cause yeah, that that's was when, awesome when you said that, yeah, then it got me thinking like I think Connor is scared, like he was acting a little bit different, seemed like he was nervous, he didn't wanna like the stakes of the fight like started to make sense to me, like he actually this is a huge fight for him that he needs to win if he wants to keep his stock anywhere near where it is.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that rep came through in the fight, the way he fought. I mean, he definitely, like, how he gassed real hard at, like, the end of the second round. And yeah. then he somehow survived it and came through with enough just barely to win that fight, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean talk about a hell of a fight. This is a fight of the year. Contender for sure absolutely if, for me it's between this and Carlos Connor versus Robbie Lawler but it's gonna take some distance for I really know which one I prefer but man what an awesome fight it was very similar to the first one except Connor started throwing leg kicks which he hadn't I' I don't know if I've ever seen him throw those kind of leg kicks before
0: yeah he said he had only thrown like a handful of late kicks in his whole career before that
1: yeah and um, yeah so it was almost like deja vu Connor like, handily winning, he wins the first round in my opinion. Knock
0: knockdowns
1: this time. Yeah, had a knockdown or two. I think one in the first round, two in the second. Yeah. And then, like you said, at the end of the second round, it was looking like deja vu all over again when Nate crazy. started landing his shots. And then that third round, Connor looked completely exhausted, gassed. I was like, "That's it. It's done." Yeah,
0: he looked like he was dead.
1: Man, the most mer- I figured the most he could do is survive this survive the fight and lose the last three rounds because he's dead. He's dead on his feet. And not the case because, holy crap, one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Round four, he comes back out and he definitely wins that round. Yeah. Comes back out, all of a sudden he's got more heat on his punches. Showed the heart of a warrior. like He he says he had the heart. He definitely showed he, he, he had it.
0: Definitely came, came through huge. I mean, I... Me, my analyst of the fight, I just didn't like the way that he turned and ran to reset quite a few times, but he definitely did do enough to pull out the fourth round. And
1: yeah, and then survived the fifth. And yeah. in, my, in my mind, I thought it was pretty easy to score. Um, I gave him the first, second, and fourth, and eight to third <clears> and fifth. Yeah. I can kind of understand if someone had it a draw because of the third round being a 10 8. Um, I think it was close to a 10-8, the third round in favor of an eight, but on rewatch, like, I didn't think it was quite enough.
0: Yeah, I would even go as far as to say, like, there's a slight argument where he, if the third's not a 10-8, you could almost call the second a draw.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it was super close. He knocked him down twice, but then he got battered at the end. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, man, <laughs> what a huge win! for Conor McGregor. Yeah. He was in the teeth of defeat and his career would have been spiraling. Who knows what would have happened.
0: I mean, a champion with two losses in a row, that's unheard of.
1: And instead, I think facing that adversity and showing that he could come back from that, his stock is just incredible right now. Yeah, it's insane, man. I, I love it. Surprise, surprise. The king is back.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's good for the... Long run, I suppose they can do the third one. In yeah, probably like a year. It'll probably be like July fourth, or so next year.
1: Yeah, I don't think they should do year. it right away.
0: Although Connor might not fight till next year.
1: Is he that banged up?
0: He's got he had a six month medical suspension unless he gets cleared.
1: Yeah, I feel like he'll get he could get cleared. They can yeah. get anyone cleared if they really want. Yeah. But, I mean, but yeah, he
0: de- he's definitely beat up. So who knows if he fights again this yeah. year?
1: Yeah, it'll either be at New York City or like the two or seven like New Year's Eve weekend or whatever
0: yeah Yeah, it's definitely going to be a big uh, big card yeah.
1: but as far as what you're saying with him turning and like run, I don't know about running away but you know walking away and just recentering I mean that's just good strategy yeah maybe it doesn't look the best to people that that uh you know don't watch a lot of MMA but yeah I mean you he couldn't he learned his lesson you can't just stand there and bang with Nate Diaz he's got the chin of a freaking statue made of stone and cardio for months yeah definitely
0: And I, mean, I, I guess it is the one you gotta do what you
1: gotta do but. yeah he did the same thing Carlos Condit did to Nick Diaz except yeah. maybe not quite as, uh, as on his horse
0: yeah yeah I mean he did I mean imagine if Nate got a takedown earlier in the fifth or something. That fight would have been completely different. Yeah, like. or even earlier in an earlier round. Connor's takedown defense was definitely superb. I definitely
1: thought. improved. Like, you yeah. could tell he'd been working on it for sure. And I think I saw that they had the second most significant strikes landed combined in uh, UFC history in this fight.
0: I feel like I just saw something that's innate and landed the most significant strikes of all time or something. Like
1: that. <laughs> that's I believe it. I, I mean,
0: I mean, we have fact checked that.
1: <laughs> yeah. But if anyone is like, you know, debating if they should get into MMA or if, if they're wondering how big a fan am I? Like, this is the fight. This was an active fight, like constantly something going on at all times. No law in the action. This and is just—it was awesome. It was incredible. What
0: bath? I mean, Nate Diaz was the master. Oh my up. god!
1: And I swear, they will start bleeding if you just like if the wind gust is too hard. Yeah, maybe. right.
0: <laughs> but I mean, he fought through it. It was crazy how much. I mean, he was wiping his eyes hard, and like I think it was like the third or fourth round, he was wiping his eyes so hard it was like making me uncomfortable
1: watching. Yeah, I know. I thought he might actually get finished just because he couldn't see. <laughs>
0: yeah, Or the doctor stopped it. It was pretty bad.
1: Yeah, I mean that was that was awesome. But did you see the video? It has like everything in slow motion. Yeah, the I did highlights. see it. Highlights. I didn't pretty realize good. that elbow that Connor landed. That was pretty sick. Yeah, it was. It's like I had a hard time cuz there was so much going on at all times. I didn't like catch everything perfectly. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean it was a, it was a really good fight. They both fought pretty good in the clinch. I thought it was pretty crazy like uh, at the end of every round in the corner, Connor's coach was telling him that he was owning him in the clinch, which was completely untrue.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, that's where Nate was definitely winning the clinch, in my opinion. I thought, if anything, Connor needed to break away more often, because at, yeah. this, at distance, I thought he was doing a real good job with delay kicks and really just countering him one-two.
0: Yeah, that's where the running came in.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh yeah, so what's next for these guys? Nate Diaz, I have a feeling he ain't doing shit till he gets <laughs> yeah, up to so a fight.
0: Say, I don't know if we're gonna see him for a
1: while. Yeah, there's no way because when he just got that huge payday. He could yeah. sit there for three years if he wanted to and wait for the fight.
0: That's what they talk about all the time.
1: Yeah. And uh Connor, I've said it ever since they announced Tony Ferguson versus RDA that they had left that spot against Eddie Alvarez open for him. It probably
0: did, but I, I guess he probably physically can't make 145.
1: I don't think he can. I yeah, mean, I maybe he can, but he'll be drained out. Well, especially now that he's bulked up. You know? Yeah,
0: he's I mean, 168 is what he weighed
1: in there. Yeah, and this single lightweight is the perfect weight class for him. Yeah. I mean, it's, and also, I think Eddie Alvarez is a much better... Stylistic matchup for him than even a rematch against Jose Aldo.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think he'd probably take the Alvarez pretty handedly.
1: Yeah, I'd agree because I mean, what's Alvarez going to do? He's not a wrestler. That's the only yeah. thing, and he's not—he don't have an Nate Diaz game. If anything, Connor's bigger than him. Yeah, so. I think
0: he would uh, probably crumble under those left hands. Yeah, on, like, I think it is
1: I think he'd piece him up, but. Uh, that I would... just
0: I don't know I'm just really disappointed I really wanted to see him go down and uh, fight Jose Aldo again after he just uh, dominated
1: Frankie Edgar I would love to see it as well I just don't I think he knows he knew right after that fight he could never make it again and he's just like trying to keep that belt as long as he possibly can before he has to give it up it's just
0: crazy to me I mean it, only 168 that's only 10 pounds for lightweight like that's nothing for fighters to
1: cut weight you know what I mean mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I, just think lightweight, man. That's where it's at. Yeah, I, I w- guess uh, There's so many. F- I mean, I would like to see him fight Frankie Edgar for Max Holloway. Well, he already fought Max Holloway, but that was a yeah. long time ago. I'd love to see him fight Aldo. It's just, I don't know. I don't think it's in the cards. And yeah, there's just, so many good matchups at lightweight, too.
0: Yeah, there definitely is. I mean, I would like to see Cerrone get back down and fight him.
1: But. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. That would be incredible. Yeah,
0: that would be a really good fight. Especially after uh, how he looked against the story.
1: Hell yeah. But let's just say, McGregor wins the the title at 155. Does he get Nate Diaz next? (laughs) You know? For the title, yeah. For the title, the trilogy? That sense. But that man—I mean, there's
0: probably some other contenders that you're like. You're
1: really screwing over Tony Ferguson if he's able to get by RDA or Khabib Nurmagomedov.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. There's been some contenders that have been down there for a long time.
1: But I think Conor will get whatever he wants.
0: <coughs> yeah, it's true. He always does.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Even if he has to fake retire again. Right. But yeah, co-main event. blinking you missed it. Anthony Rumble Johnson just murdered Glover Teixeira in 13 seconds with the right uppercut. Brutal man. In honor of uh, Connor's fight against Jose Jose, yeah. He had to do it in 13 seconds, man. Yeah. Scariest freaking hitter in in the sport, maybe in history. P- pound for pound, just power, pure power. He's got to have the biggest right hand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Makes, I mean it's it goes to show how dc held up against
1: that exactly he took two huge shots it's like getting hit with a shotgun from point blank range and yeah right he just got back up i couldn't believe uh, it yeah because glover hadn't been knocked out i think since his first professional fight or something like that 15 years or something damn
0: he was definitely knocked out cold.
1: yeah and then he's fighting the ref when he's trying after he works back (laughs) yeah
0: like a minute later (laughs)
1: yeah But it looked like Anthony Johnson versus Danny Cormier was a no-brainer for the next light heavyweight championship, but a lot of stuff came out uh, since then where you know John Jones and Brock Lesnar both are facing smaller punishments, suspensions than originally thought because of what they tested positive for could have been incidental, plus the whole John Jones Instagram video saying he expects to be in a cage soon. It's
0: still said a year, but I guess maybe they'll get it reduced. I think, further.
1: yeah, I think it probably end up being six months. Yeah. But then, did you see Dana White said he wants to see John Jones versus Anthony Johnson in an eliminator fight? Did he really? Yeah. That's crazy. He said, "I haven't talked to Jerry Silva yet, but I'm thinking uh, Rumble versus Jones to, you know, see who fights Cormier."
0: Then why they pull him off the rankings already? <laughs>
1: I don't know and also what's Cormier doing in the meantime
0: yeah yeah how does he not fight Anthony yeah
1: Baskin? makes no sense I think you do Johnson versus Cormier and then Germans fights the winner of that
0: yeah, yeah. How does that Yeah, but that definitely is
1: Dana White talks a lot and it's almost never right
0: did they ever strip him with the interim title
1: I don't know I don't know if they're waiting for like the official you know word down
0: took him off the rankings when he just kept him with the belt
1: <laughs> yeah exactly Um, Glover Teixeira, I don't know where he goes from here, probably just... Gatekeeper status. Yeah, keeps fighting top five, top ten guys. Yeah. Getting paid. He's still a solid fighter. I mean, it's 13 seconds, what can you say?
0: Yeah, I mean, especially he's not been knocked out that many times, so...
1: At least he didn't pull a Ryan Bader and just, like, shoot for a single leg and then... Just cover up because he knew it was coming. <laughs> <He had to laughs> yeah, you had right. to throw with him and it did not work.
0: Yeah. yeah he charged in there, like, fast.
1: <laughs> yeah, I Pay knew it was it trouble. Dearly. I knew it was trouble five seconds in when he just came right forward and ate one yeah. little right hook and then kept coming forward again. I was like, oh, my God, and boom. Yeah. Didn't take long. <laughs> yep. But you mentioned Cowboy Donald Cerrone with impressive second round knockout of Rick Story. Very impressive. Just he looks incredible at one seventy. Yeah, he does. I don't know how he would fare against upper echelon guys like Stephen Thompson or anything like that, but Yeah. He's definitely proven he belongs in the in the weight class. He's not too small for it.
0: I think the Tim Means fight's really interesting. We should really try maybe see that next.
1: I think that's a step down at this point. I think that time's passed for that fight.
0: I'm I, I thought Tim Means looked great.
1: Yeah, but against who? Sabah Hamasi? Like yeah. Tim Means is the veteran. He's a solid striker for sure. Looked great, no doubt about it, but uh, I think that was originally supposed to be Saruni's first fight at 170. And yeah, so yeah, it was. He's gone on to beat better guys than Tim Means, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. it w- I'm sure it would be a fun fight no matter what, but maybe if it's, he loses one or something. Yeah. But yeah, he... He put on a clinic with this. Well, first on the ground in the first round, it looked like he was going to submit him. Then he comes out against Story in the second and just hits him with the five-point combination. Five-hit combo, like right, left, kick, (laughs) chases him down. Knee. Yeah, knee, head kick, all of it. Put it together beautifully to get the finish. And Story's a tough guy. He's not easy to finish. And that's two in a row that he's finished with Patrick Cote and now Rick Story. Guys from yeah, both of them. Yeah. So I don't, and then he's talking after the fight like he wants to go back down to 155 and fight Eddie Alvarez.
0: So maybe that's who the slots for.
1: I have a hard time believing that.
0: Never know. It sells.
1: I think Connor would sell better. Well, obviously. Connor, Connor versus you would sell better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we've already seen Eddie Alvarez versus Donald Cerrone. It was a fun fight, but uh, as much as I like Cowboy.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see him get the strap. Yeah,
1: I'd rather see him stay at 170 and just keep working at
0: Yeah, I suppose. I just don't know how, like, a Robbie Lawler or Donald Cerrone would go. Although he's been a lot better at it, but he's just such a notoriously slow fighter, like starter, especially in the big fights that it always comes back and bites him, man.
1: Yeah, it's true. And I was actually thinking, I, th- I wrote an article for Baltimore Sports and Life about the my post 202 Thoughts, and I was saying I'd like to see him fight Rory McDonald, but that's out the window. Yeah. That would have been an interesting fight.
0: Speaking of Donald Cerrone, he just uh, signed a new eight, uh, contract. That's right.
1: That eight, a- yeah, that's...
0: Eight fight contract.
1: Anderson Silva style, finding that long, long-term contract. Right. Uh, love it. I think he'll probably need a new contract in two years because he fights uh, so often. But
0: Yeah, it's crazy. He's fought since 2011 with the UFC, and he's got 23 UFC fights.
1: I think this was his 24th. 24, yeah. He's 18 I mean, and 4 in the UFC. It's like four or
0: five fights a year. That's crazy.
1: And he only came in with when they bought the WEC out. Not, yeah. like That's five years ago, not that long.
0: That's insane.
1: Yeah, that's They're, why we love him.
0: 13 Fight of the Night bonuses.
1: Yeah.
0: Or not Fight of the Night, but Performance right, bonuses. Right,
1: right. Uh, yeah, bonuses uh, for performance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, continue to love Donald Cerrone. I'm sure he'll probably get a quick turnaround somewhere in the next couple of months. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, he's definitely a quick turnaround.
1: Mike Perry made his UFC debut on a UFC pay-per-view. That's kind of weird. <laughs> How often does that happen these both,
0: days? Both fighters were making their debut, were they
1: not? No, Yu Lim has been in the UFC, but he had never been on a numbered event.
0: Oh, uh, okay. No, it was Masi that was.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that is so weird because <laughs> there are guys that have had like 15 fights in the UFC and never been on a pay-per-view portion. Yeah, I thought that was weird. <laughs> and these guys make their debuts. But, I mean, Mike Perry made the most of it. it looked like uh, he came in and just tore through a veteran in Hung Lim who's, you know, he's been around a block. I was surprised to see him get flattened that fast.
0: Like three times. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought the guy Mike Perry came off as an asshole. Oh, yeah, seems-
1: he's a complete prick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it seems like he's got, like, little man syndrome or something.
1: Yeah. No doubt about it. But clearly he has power in his hands and uh, got some energy to to him.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he looked good.
1: I'm definitely ruining against him every fight now.
0: Yeah, I think he'd get demolished by, like, a top ten welterweight.
1: And what happened? Like, his corner was saying racist insults.
0: Yeah, something crazy like that.
1: I didn't hear what it was. but
0: I didn't either. I didn't pay attention to it.
1: But, yeah, that's crazy. And, uh... But welcome to the UFC, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> did you see him at the weigh ins too? He psyched, yeah, you like, fake <laughs> shook his hands. Like, He's, come
0: on, motherfucker.
1: Yeah, he psyched him. Psych! Yeah. <laughs> and, like you said, T- Tim Means just cut up Sabah Hamasi and finished yeah, him did, in the man. second round.
0: Yeah, I, I thought he looked incredible.
1: He did. He's coming off that six-month suspension for, uh... Well, a tainted supplement yeah. and um, yeah I mean Tim Means is going to Tim Means wherever he goes <laughs> uh, let's see uh, on the prelims there's only two real good fights in the prelims but Curdy Garbrandt continues his march towards the title I couldn't against... believe it yeah did not
0: think he was going to do that again
1: yeah knocks out Takemizagaki in less than a minute faster than Dominic Cruz did as was yeah. noted
0: right I saw some excellent footage of, uh, like, behind the scenes at 2x2 from uh, one of Connor's coaches. And it was, like, them coming into the arena. Dominic Cruz was, like, standing right there, and he, like, tried to get into uh, Cody Groundbrand's face. And DC
1: had to come over and, like, pull him away. <laughs> you know, they've been building towards this fight for a while. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's great. I, I love it.
0: I think it's crazy to give him a title shot. No,
1: no, you can't give him a title shot. I think he might be one fight away, though. After that,
0: think, uh, Dillashaw's definitely next. Right? Yeah,
1: I would have to say you got to do Cruz Dillashaw and then put Garbrandt versus like Brian Caraway or something, and then yeah, that would if be he a good can fight. if he can beat Caraway, then give him the title shot because that that fight's going to sell, whether it's against Dillashaw or Cruz for the title because he hates both of them. Yeah, and. Garbrandt's a marketable guy. I mean, he's, he's got a unique look and just goes out and wrecks people. So yeah, he definitely does. <laughs> and like we were saying last podcast, bantamweight is just an exciting division right now. You yeah, got definitely is. John Lineker versus John Dodson coming up in a couple of months. Oh, that's a great fight. Yeah, like the winner of that's right there. It's just it's all coming to a head.
0: I'm excited to see my boy D, uh, T, TJ come back.
1: Yeah, he said if they don't if they don't give me the title shot, then this isn't even a sport. <laughs> and I kind of agree with that. I mean, yeah, he, he definitely lost, it. had the title for a while, lost a razor thin decision, then came back and beat one of the top contenders. Yeah. So he got to give it to him. I
0: think he's definitely going to need the title back.
1: You could tell Cruz doesn't want it, though. He doesn't want yeah. that fight because he knows it's going to be super tough. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's talking about super fights with Jose Aldo or Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, anything to dodge it. Yep. <laughs> but I want to see that fight. Let's yeah, me see. too. Yeah. The fight past prelims main event, did you watch Lorenz Larkin versus Neil Magny?
0: I re-watched it the day after.
1: Yeah, I mean... Pretty Larkin, brutal, actually. Yeah, Larkin looked good. He, yeah, uh, very
0: good. He destroyed his leg, man. His leg grossed me out.
1: Yeah, I remember on like one of the first or second things he threw. He just yeah. And Magny is obviously a tough guy after what he went through against Hector Lombard to come back and win that fight. But he held up as long as he could, but he could barely stand. This yeah. uh, hard to blame the guy. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. You c- can never get anything going when you don't have your front foot. Front his elbows
0: look so painful.
1: Yeah. And Larkin, I mean, he's got a nice record since he dropped down to 170. I think he's like 5-1 and one or something. Really? His only loss was a split decision to Albert Tumanov.
0: Okay. I saw something, read something, that he was like very unhappy with the UFC. I think that was his last fight, so I think he's going to try free agency.
1: Could be. Could be Roy McDonough versus Lorenz Larkin for the Bellator title. Yeah, right. <laughs> I hope they don't let Larkin go because he's a exciting striker. I don't know if he's like a guy that could ever be in title contention, but he's definitely up there, top 10. He's a good
0: player to have.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that about does it for UFC 202. Hell of an event, in my opinion. Uh, Oh, yeah, it was awesome. Maybe one of the best ever. We'll decide that later on in the show. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, a week or two before 202, we had Ultimate Fight Night 92. Featuring Yair Rodriguez versus Alex Casares. Did you watch any of this card?
0: Uh, a little bit of it. Fun. Top like three fights. Three. Yeah,
1: that was a fun ass fight. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. So much spinning stuff, so much cartwheel kicking, and
0: yeah, both guys are really tough. Man, I'm surprised.
1: Yeah, both look good, but my boy Yair, I said it a couple fights ago. I think he's like. Uh, Anthony Showtime Pettis but more well rounded but I mean at the same age I mean like when he was first getting started I think he's he's on his way up that featherweight ranking
0: well that fight definitely helped him come out
1: definitely to headline uh, because the rest of the card was pretty boring so to headline uh, a Fox Sports 1 card and deliver the way they did that was was, I think it helped both fighters uh, popularity
0: Oh, yeah, definitely, they both look –
1: their toughness that came through. Yeah. All the spinning shit. (laughs) Dennis Bermudez defeated Ronnie Jason by decision. Yeah, I mean, dominant but boring pretty much. Same with Talos Lades defeated Chris Camozzi by submission in the third round. Yeah. And Cub Swanson defeated Tatsua Kawajiri by decision. Yeah. I mean, not much to say. That's to be expected, I think, all those results, but...
0: Gordon nice win
1: too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Forgot he was still in the UFC. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we talked about Roy McDonald. He signs with Bellator. He's. Uh, I think they're looking for his first fight to be in the beginning of next year. Really? Yeah, what are you, what are you thinking here? What do you think? With, is it smart for him?
0: I'm pretty surprised she didn't uh, match the offer, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised it happened, especially coming off a loss like that, two in a row.
0: Two losses, yeah. I I thought it was a gamble going into that fight with Steven Thompson, a
1: gamble like that. I wonder if, like, because he's having some issues with his nose being broken twice in a row. Maybe they think, like, this is a chronic thing and he's just not going to be the same. But he's still only, like, 28 years old or something. It's not like he's over the hill.
0: Yeah, I don't even know if he's that old, is
1: he? It might be twenty-seven, 20, something like that. Yeah,
0: but I mean, I was—they must have offered him a lot of money for UFC not to even to uh, call him and say they don't want to offer uh, to match.
1: Yeah, I'd say, great signing for Beltor. Hats off to them. Um, I mean, I'd like to see him
0: fight the guy that destroyed Ben Henderson. Yeah,
1: that's a great fight. That, he should get an immediate title shot. I mean, he's. Who else is at 170 in Bellator that could even come close to matching him other than Korshkov, the champion?
0: Yeah, it's not many I could think of.
1: Maybe we'll see Ben Henderson versus Rory McDonald at some point.
0: Yeah, it's a possibility.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Bellator is just going to keep making these kind of moves, I guess.
0: <clears throat> ben Henderson's fighting this weekend.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that. We'll move on to the previews. Like I said, Bellator 160, Ben Henderson versus Patricio Pitbull Friere. Uh, That's the only fight worth talking about, (laughs) really, if you look at that card. You got Derek Anderson versus Sadawad as the co main event. Sadawad. (laughs) Sadawad. (laughs) I don't know what to Sadawad about it, uh, (laughs) because I don't know. But, I mean, Bellator is good for like one or two decent fights at, at the top of their cards, I guess. That's about it. Yeah. Um, But uh, this is a fun fight, though. This is a really good fight. Excited to
0: see how Ben Henderson rebounds from getting just destroyed.
1: Yeah, back down a lightweight for the first time in, like, a year and a half, two years. uh, Against a guy who's normally a featherweight, Patricio Pitbull. Yeah. So, should be interesting. He should be able to take care of business here, just being the much bigger guy. A guy that fought it has been fighting at welterweight versus a guy that fights at featherweight.
0: Yeah, I think if he fights this, the way he fought at lightweight during his title reigns, the real strategic kind of fight, he'll definitely win.
1: Same time, Pitbull's got some power, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never know what could happen, but... Ben Henderson's only been knocked out, like, once, right?
1: I believe... The, I believe that's true, yeah. Rafael Dursanius. Yeah, which was kind of iffy. Yeah. It wasn't, like, a clean knockout. Yeah. But, yeah, that's enough Bellator for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up this weekend is UFC on Fox 21. Carlos Condit versus Damian Maia in the main event. This is a great fight. My favorite fighter of all time against a fun Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt.
0: Yeah, we'll see if he can knock it triangle to
1: death. Yeah, th- this is a true, like... There's only two outcomes, in my opinion. The fight stays standing, and Condit easily wins a decision or gets the finish. Or the fight hits the ground, and Damian Maya easily wins by decision by controlling it or by submission.
0: I think we're gonna see a little bit of a lot But both. Hopefully, it's a good fight. It could be turned out either one of those ways you said.
1: Yeah, I could see this being a boring fight. Like if. Or it could be a really exciting fight. Honestly, I think like Condit is a guy that can be taken down pretty easily, but he's also pretty good at defending against submissions and getting back to his feet.
0: Yeah, he's pretty good against the cage, taking the uh take uh, against the takedown.
1: Yeah, obviously he's elite striker. D- Damian
0: Maya's got a crazy way of just dragging guys to the ground.
1: Yeah, it's bizarre, and obviously I don't think Condit's faced anyone with the Brazilian jiu-jitsu game of Maya. Like, he's incredible. The yeah. way he took care of Matt Brown last time out was very impressive. Body triangle. Like, on a, f- a death. Yeah. Five fight winner streak <clears throat> versus Condit coming off the title shot that I thought he won in January. but um, Yeah. Uh, we'll they, see. Like
0: you were saying, Condit striking is top notch so yeah i think he'll will pick him apart if it does stay same even
1: in that matt brown fight i mean in the third round maya messed around a little bit too much and brown hit him with some shots before he finally did finish it on the ground but yeah all right call your shot what's it gonna be
0: i'm gonna take damian maya by rear
1: naked choke this is bullshit (laughs) (laughs) carlos connet gonna take care of business uh, I think he's gonna get taken down a few times, but I think he'll be able to defend, get back to his feet. I think he p- hits Maya with one or two good combinations, and and he's gonna crumble. Yeah, we'll see. I'm thinking fourth round TKO for my boy. Yeah, uh, I get third round. For Maya. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, like you said, I hope it's a good fight. But what do you think about the winner? Should they do they deserve a title shot?
0: I think so, especially if it's counted. Well, I guess, especially if it's either guys, because Maya's on a nice win streak. But like you said, Khan had pretty much, I thought, also won that fight. Yeah. So I don't see how he doesn't deserve it.
1: I mean, he was talking retirement, and all of a sudden he takes this fight. I have a feeling they told him, hey, if you can beat Damian Maya, we'll put you right back in there. But at the maybe. same time, it's kind of a mess at 170 with Lawler losing. To yeah, Wonder. I was
0: going to say, maybe the winner fights Lawler or something like that.
1: Right, because, I mean... Obviously, Stephen Thompson is the number one contender, but then Nick Diaz coming back and would we be weird and calling out GSP and Nick Diaz and yeah, it's just a clusterfuck at the top of this weight class right now. But
0: well, thankfully they're making him fight Stephen Thompson. They pretty much shut him up real quick.
1: If that's what happens, I mean, that's what Dana White says. Again, Dana White says a lot of things. This is true, but uh. If I if Kanda wins, I think he has every right to just sit out until they give him the title fight. But I don't think he's that kind of guy. I think he would ask for the title shot. And if they said, "Sorry, you got to win one more," I think he would go out and take a fight.
0: Yeah, he, he probably would. But Same I with Maya. Well, I, I, I don't
1: think, think Maya's is going to be a diva. At
0: this point in his career, I don't think he'd be against sitting out.
1: Yeah, because he's yeah exactly. At least he'd rest his body up, train yeah. for yeah. I'd love to see Condit versus Stephen Thompson. That would be a great fight. Or even Condit getting a rematch against Woodley where he doesn't have a blown-out knee. Yeah. (laughs) I think he'd beat him. I think so, too. All right. Co-main event on this card. Charles your your favorite nickname, (laughs) Oliveira, against Anthony Showtime Pettis. His, uh Showtime's featherweight debut dropping down and already facing a legit top ten, top seven, maybe top five, fight in the division. I don't know. I can't remember where I had uh, Bronx, but
0: yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. What I do don't, you think I, here? we we'll, we'll praying for Pettis here.
1: Yeah, I mean, coming off three straight losses, drops down to try to regain some momentum. Risk. I think this is a risky, risky move here. It's
0: like yeah, we were talking before. This is not an easy fight. Charles Oliver is a huge featherweight.
1: Yeah, and the only guys he's been beat by are, let's see, Frankie Edgar, Max Holloway, and Cub Swanson. Are his last three? But he's yeah. won. He's won like five of his last six, and the only recent loss is to Max Holloway, who's like, pretty much deserving of a title shot on his own. Yeah, definitely just won, like, nine in a row. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, uh, this is is a crazy fight, though. I mean, Cuttis needs to look good. He has not looked good as of late.
1: Yeah, I am he should be the bigger, stronger fighter coming down in weight. It just depends how's his weight cut going to go, you know, how's he going to look down this far in weight because Charles – Oliveira is great on the ground, pretty decent striker as well. Yeah. I think if Pettis can defend against any kind of submissions and in that kind of stuff, I think he should piece him up. Just being the stronger. Actually, I hope so. They're kind of have some similarities to the game, but.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, uh, Pettis's BJJ is not too bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty exactly. good actually. I think yeah, like as good as. Oliveira is on the ground, Pettis is on the feet, and they're both decent on the – vice versa, so. Yeah. But if Pettis wins, I mean, he's immediately set up for huge fights at featherweight.
0: Yeah, that's true, but if he loses, he's grasping for straws. Exactly. If he loses – It's a huge fight.
1: Yeah, it really is. I can't wait to see what happens. I I think Pettis is going to take care of business.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I'm going
1: to take him also. Alright, next up we got the return <clears throat> of the dancing Queen, Paige Van Zant facing yeah. <laughs> facing Beck Rawlings oh, good <laughs> <the Z-box card. laughs> um, yeah this will be interesting interesting to see like does she bring any of that audience over with her
0: yeah never know Could be. I, don't, I think it's still too, too long
1: but yeah I kind of agree
0: America, America's got a very short memory.
1: Yeah, but she was runner up, so she was there for a long time. Very popular show. I didn't watch a second of it, but <laughs> Yeah, me neither. I mean, if she can come out here and do what I think she'll do and win impressively against Beck Rawlings. Um I think she'll at least get even if people don't watch, it'll get some coverage, like uh on ESPN and stuff where it'll be remind people Yeah, it'll get a
0: mention everywhere.
1: And I think if she wins this fight, her next one will be on a pay-per-view. Yeah. Who knows?
0: Maybe she'll go do, like, a talk show. Right. uh, Right. You know what I mean? She'll
1: be on Ellen or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. But, yeah. Probably.
1: I think Paige Van is going to win by TKO in the third round.
0: Sounds pretty good. I'll go with uh, with TKO second round.
1: Sounds good to me. Joe Lawson versus Jim Miller was an incredible fight.
0: Damn, they're on this card?
1: Four or five years ago, yeah. Or three years ago, and the rematch is opening up the main card on Fox. It's both coming off impressive victories at UFC 200. Joe Lawson destroying Diego Sanchez in the first round and Jim Miller doing the same to Takenori Gomi. Yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of excited for this one. I mean, both well past their primes, never going to be anything again. They had such an awesome fight the first time. Yeah. Why not try to recreate some magic?
0: Yeah, I mean they it's Joe Lewis, Jim Miller too. I mean, they're both guys that are known for having incredible fights and a lot of bonuses. Yep. So it should be a great fight. I mean, they're both over the hill. but
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: Probably um, get a lot of good uh, jiu-jitsu.
1: This is going to remind me of like Dan Henderson versus Shogun Hua the second time when they had such an awesome fight the first time, and then they were much more shop worn and older the second time. Yeah. Still, still ended up being a fun fight, but not in the same way. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully
0: it's yeah. a good fight, not uh, boring as shit. <laughs> exactly.
1: I I think, I mean, Jim Miller won the first one. I think Joe Lawson is going to win this one. I just think he's looked fresher lately like it's as bad as Diego Sanchez is now it's impressive to finish him in the first round because no matter what he's always had a historically good chin yeah he crumbled Mm.
0: yeah I always liked uh, Joe Lurzom
1: yeah definitely so I'll
0: probably take him
1: alright well that's that then
0: I'll take him by submission round two
1: yeah, I think he'll. I think it'll be a decision, but I think it'll be a clear like twenty nine, twenty eight type thing. Yeah. Um, all right. So the week after that, we have fights like every single weekend <laughs> for the rest of the year. Yeah, a lot. We have a fight pass card on September third in Hamburg, Germany, being oh, headlo- oh boy. <laughs> this is like the card full of guys looking to rebound. <laughs> so on the main event, we've got Andre Arlovsky against Josh Barnett. Arlovski coming off the knockout loss to Agreed. Overeem and Stipe, Right, he's on two fight losing streak. Yeah,
0: I think
1: so. And then Josh Barnett got knocked out by Ben Rothwell. So it's rebound time,
0: right? <laughs> surprised Barnett's
1: back. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised these guys have never fought before. Both former heavyweight champions, both been in the UFC, in and out of the UFC over the pride. years. Yeah. They've definitely been in the same organizations multiple times, and they've never battled.
0: Yeah, it is surprising.
1: So what do you think here?
0: I think it's going to be boring as shit.
1: <laughs> Probably, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, don't know, I like Josh Barnett, but his catch wrestling is boring a yeah. lot of times. Although his metamorphosis. Fight's are kind of fun, so... I I don't know I, I just it's just so you never know what could happen with these fights if like somebody gets hit behind the ear and just crumbles like that happens a lot something like that you know what I mean
1: yeah heavyweight especially
0: yeah You just never know what the hell's gonna happen in these fights it's really hard to pick
1: I think I'm gonna go out on a limb because if it was a striker against any striker against Arlowski I'm taking the other guy. But yeah. Josh Barnett is not going to knock out Andre Arlovsky, yeah in Unless my opinion. like the clinch or something. Yeah, exactly. But I'm going to go out on a and give Arlovsky a win. I just think he, even though he still has that soft chin, he has come back better in his second run here. Yeah, definitely. So I think he'll do enough to get the job done. At hmm. least. Well, it is a five-round fight. Um, yeah, that's true. That's interesting. <laughs> I hadn't really thought of that, but... Uh,
0: no, that'll be miserable.
1: I'll say Arlovsky's going to win by an ugly decision. Jesus. I hope
0: not. I'm going to yeah. go with Josh Barnett by... Go submission round two. All
1: right. I hope that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Alexander Gustafson. First fight back since losing to Daniel Cormier in the interim title.
0: Oh, shit. Did we not talk about Sam Palmer?
1: That's coming up on uh, no, the next we one. Don't, no. <laughs> we're not there yet. Can't wait. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Alexander Gustin lost two in a row now. Anthony Johnson and Daniel Cormier kind yeah. of falling down the ladder. It's been a while. Yeah, it really has. I think uh, this will be ten months about, give or take, yeah. since he lost to Cormier. He, they're giving him a rebound against Jan Blakovich, a light heavyweight guy who's like borderline top 15-ish. Yeah. Uh, Gustafson no. clearly gonna just get back on the winning streak here, on the winning yeah. uh, side of things.
0: Hopefully he looks impressive. I like Gustafson a lot.
1: Yeah, me too. I'd like to see maybe if if Jahan Jones coming back soon is a real thing, maybe you do Jones versus Gustafson as a title eliminator and then you do Cormier versus. Rumble.
0: Yeah, that's not how i look. I guess that would be an okay way for the rematch to happen.
1: It's just hard to picture a way where it could happen any other way. Just because Gustafson kind of fell down, and I see Jones as wanting to fight Cormier, Rumble, and then go into heavyweight. Yeah. If he comes back, you know.
0: That's a possibility.
1: So, I don't know. We'll see. should take care would of be a bad,
0: Yeah, It would be a bad idea.
1: But you got to get through old Bland Jan Blackovich. <laughs> <laughs> old
0: Bland <boy>, Jan.
1: <laughs> uh, and the only other really notable fight here is Ryan Bader coming back from his loss to... I'm going to take Gustafson in that, by the way. Oh, okay, yeah, my bad. <clears throat> I am too. Ryan Bader coming back from his embarrassing loss to Rumble Johnson is fighting Alir Latifi. Oh, boy. Who could, I think is going to give Bader a tougher fight than a lot of people might think. Just yeah, he's, he's a tough a, guy. He's a tough guy. He throws bombs. But I think I think Bader will get tested, but I think he'll do enough to, to win a decision. Yeah, I think that's
0: another fight that's going to be boring as shit. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: could be. really could. This is not the best card. Um,
0: uh, yeah, I take Bader by decision there, too.
1: Yeah. If you're a German... You gotta be feeling cheated. What's that? If you're a a German resident, like Germany resident Uh, Hamburg. I mean Jesus, this card. I mean, I guess it's cool, you get there's some name guys on here you'll get to see, but it's not any great fights. Yeah. But if you're a Cleveland, Ohio native, you got UFC two oh three coming to your town september 10th headline by stipe miocic versus alistair Overeem for the heavyweight championship of the world
0: that's an exciting fight
1: yeah actually i think this is a this is a solid card overall but yeah this is a super fun fight i love that they did the cleveland ohio native like he wins the title he's talking he he does a good job selling it like First sports championship for Cleveland or for Ohio or Cleveland in like sixty years. Yeah, before LeBron. Yeah, so they led. I think it's awesome they gave the first title defense uh, on a pay per view in Cleveland.
0: <clears throat> yeah, they were smart to do that. Heavyweight, never know.
1: Yeah, how long that will last. Exactly. You can't count on them keeping it. And Overeem coming off. I mean, he's been on a nice little run here. Yeah. After, this is
0: interesting. He never. I mean, Alistair Overeem can beat anybody. Yeah.
1: After he got signed by the UFC, he lost three out of four against Antonio Silva Travis Brown and Frank I mean, not frank Ben Rothwell <clears throat> and now he's on a four fight win streak, beating Stephen Struve by knockout, Roy Nelson by decision and knocking out Junior dos Santos and Andre Arlovsky respectively in his last two fights. Um, he's been much better strategically it seems. Yeah. He's not just, you know, he's got a weak chin, much like Orlovsky, but uh, I think he's been working with, has he been working with um, Greg Jackson? Yeah, yeah, he's been at Jackson. And he's got him, like, using his reach, staying on the outside, not rushing in, because if you don't get hit, you, you can't get knocked out, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, some of his fights just, I don't know, it just blows my mind how he gets knocked out. He just crumbles.
1: Yeah. He'll come out looking like an unstoppable force of nature, and then next thing you know, he's on the mat.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, Stipe, I mean, he's got to be the best young fighter, young quote unquote. He's young thirty ish. fucking thirty-four years old, but <laughs> uh, for heavyweight, that's pretty young. Yeah, it's pretty. He's he's been great. Uh, I think he's won what's it, six out of his last seven. His only loss was a decision to Junior Dos Santos, which I actually. Thought he won, but yeah, so did I. But uh, yeah, he's been awesome with that great knockout of Fabricio Verdun in, in Brazil at UFC 198. And he also knocked out Andre Larski, Mark Hunt, um, the list goes on.
0: Yeah, he's got great boxing, man.
1: Yeah, this is I a- like,
0: I like him a lot. I, I, it's kind of sucks that he's fighting over him because I think Everim's going to beat him, but I like him a lot. I think he's this boxer's got huge potential.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's well-rounded, and his striking is on point. Like, that was super impressive, the way he took care of Verdum. Yeah, that counter-strike
0: was incredible.
1: Yeah, going backwards off his back foot, short right hand, knocks him out cold. Yeah. Hard to believe, but... So you think Overeem's going to win this fight? Yeah, I'm
0: taking Overeem.
1: I just, I I think he's
0: going to come in a lot smarter, like you said, and wear him down. He's got awesome body kicks, knees, and the clinch.
1: That's true. Uh, you think this is going the distance? He's going to knock him out.
0: I think it's a new TKO. Yeah,
1: I definitely don't see this one going the distance. Someone's getting knocked out. I'm going to go with A here. I think I think it is a great fight. I think Overeem has a definite chance. I'd say I'm like 55% in Miocic's favor. Yeah, I definitely. just think we've seen Overeem wilt before, and I just think Stepe's is... Got the the right uh, frame of mind, the right mindset to to just take the city on his back and just you know do what yeah. he has to do.
0: Yeah, that's it's always a possibility that a ring crumbles.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I think I really want to see Cain Velasquez versus Stipe Miocic for the next title shot. So
0: that would be a great fight. I didn't even think about that. That would be awesome.
1: I mean, either way, Cain versus either of these guys will be fun. Yeah. But I just think Stipe is the more uh, interesting matchup there.
0: Yeah, so. I agree. I, I, uh, well, I'm i definitely not rooting against Stipe by any means. I like him a lot. I just, I don't know. Yeah. It's just my gut instinct, really.
1: Is the, ch- is the, fan, the fan base going to chant, USA, USA? Stipe.
0: <laughs> <Press T-B. laughs>
1: yeah. Um, all right, speaking of Fabricio Verdum, he's in the co-main event. It was supposed yeah. to be against Ben Rothwell. He pulled down. Yeah, he got hurt. And instead, we get Travis Brown versus Fabricio version 2. Yep. Which is kind of a letdown, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think Verdum will run right through him, just like he did the first time. I think the first time they fought was a headliner on a, a Fox card, and Verdum won unanimous dishes in like 50-45, 50-45, etc. Great. And uh, Travis Brown only looks worse since then.
0: Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't see any way he can win that fight.
1: Most recently knocked out by said Cain Velasquez on at UFC 200. Unless Verdum is coming in completely out of shape, then yeah, <laughs> I think he's. He, I think he'll finish him this time. I don't think it's going to be a decision.
0: Yeah, I agree. Probably submit him.
1: Yeah. That's how I see it going. Travis
0: Brown just looks like shit lately, man.
1: Yeah, even in his wins, he's like, he's, I don't know, he's been the most overhyped guy for the longest time.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm surprised he got a fight so quick.
1: Yeah, that was weird. But even when he beat Alistair Overeem, like, he got killed in yeah, that first he was round. so
0: lucky to win that
1: fight. He just threw out a couple front kicks and happened to nick Overeem's chin and that was just enough. To, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously he's a solid heavyweight, but I wouldn't be sad if he went Bellator bound at some point. Yeah, I agree. And maybe the most anticipated fight of the card, third from the top, it's the MMA and UFC debut of Mr. Phil CM Punk Brooks against looking for a fight, uh, reality star (laughs) Mickey Gall. Mickey the oh, Hickey boy. Eagle. He was brought into the UFC to fight and a journalist, kickboxing journalist to win yeah, right. a fight ticket against CM Punk. What the that hell was... do you make of this?
0: <laughs> Who knows? I've been watching the CM Punk show they have. I don't know if you saw it. They have no, I
1: haven't watched any.
0: Show about him. They show all the sparring sessions.
1: <laughs> How does he look?
0: I don't know. He gets his ass kicked, to be honest.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like just don't he legit understand.
0: Gets his ass kicked.
1: I, <laughs> I mean, I know he's here to sell pay-per-views, right? You think? Yeah. Do you, how do you even think that's <clears throat> going to work? Do you think he is going to sell pay-per-views? He's not a headliner. Are they going to like put him all over the commercials?
0: Yeah. I, to be honest, I have no idea what the hell they're going to do. I think it's been one of those things where it's been too long since the whole fucking thing happened. Yeah. Happens. yeah. And they haven't really been, I mean, besides the show. I mean, the show's just kind of a niche thing, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, but, obviously, wrestling fans, they've got to... Maybe what they did when they got Brock Lesnar over here was, like, they promised to promote CM Punk, but I doubt it. Um, I doubt that, yeah. I mean, I don't
0: know. Maybe they're going to press it hard in the last couple weeks, but...
1: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they promote it and what it does. Like, Because A versus Overeem... Without CM Punk, I think it would have done like 300,000 buys. I'd be interested to see if how much extra this provides. Yeah,
0: that's true. I just, I just don't think. I mean, I'm sure it's inevitable that there's going to be some WWE fans that tune in to see it, but I don't think it's going to be anything substantial.
1: And even if he wins, what the hell are you doing with him?
0: Yeah, like, to feed him you know, another can.
1: You just keep signing cans to, to give him against?
0: Maybe that's what they turn the reality show into. search for CM Punk fights.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and Mickey Gall, I think he's gonna beat CM Punk. Yeah,
0: he looked great in
1: that fight. I mean, I don't care if he didn't. Like, he is an actual fighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um,
0: Yeah, when you get time, you should check that show out. It shows all his sparring sessions. He gets his ass kicked a
1: lot. I'll try to check it out. Um, I'm just, I'm not, I don't even know who CM Punk is, honestly. Um, I'll be interested to see this freak show fight, for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely be tuned in and watch it. I don't I have no idea how it's going to go. No yeah.
1: clue. That's the only good thing. Like, Maybe he comes out and does some crazy shit, but... Right. I mean, he's in his late 30s, right? Yeah, something like that. He's like 36 or something? I mean, right. not young. Yeah. Who you taking?
0: Oh, God. I forgot. Uh, I'm going to take Mickey Gall.
1: Yeah, you got to. Yeah. And then what? They both get cut after. <laughs> what was that? Even if Mickey Gall wins, what, they UFC cuts yeah. both fighters?
0: <laughs> yeah, what are they going to do with him? Um, yeah. Although he looks really good, but are you going to feed him like a top 25 guy?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I hope CM Punk wins just to see what his Mike skills are all about.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: But, uh, I'm sure they'll interview him either way.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. They're not going to let that slip.
1: Uriah Faber is back. Oh, boy. Coming off his loss to Dominic Cruz for the Bantamweight Championship at UFC 199 in June. He fights 19-1 and pro- Bantamweight prospect Jimmy Rivera mm. on the undercard here. Pretty Great. awesome fight, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: it's, it should be good. I don't know what the upside is but
1: I mean yeah, your eye favor, you gotta give him fights. He is a name, you know, he's a familiar face.
0: Yep. Sells the undercar nowadays, I suppose.
1: I mean he's on the pay per view.
0: Oh he's on the only pay per view. Yeah.
1: Usually he's on like the main event of a of the prelims. Yeah. But at least as far as what I'm looking at, he's on the pay per view. But I guess he's like entering gatekeeper status at this point.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's what we call But
1: him. the problem is, like, he beats, in that role, he beats everybody. Because yeah, he, he yeah, only, I mean, he's
0: only lost in his career title fights.
1: And Frank Yeager. Oh, yeah,
0: Frank Yeager, yeah.
1: But, yeah, I basically, that's, you know, a championship caliber fighter. Yeah. So this is a true test for Jimmy Rivera, who's looked really good. I mean, yeah, if, if
0: he wins, that's, that's huge for him.
1: Yeah, it's like a no-lose situation for him. And Faber, I guess, he thinks he'll get his 27th title shot if he keeps (laughs) going out there. But uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Jimmy Rivera is going to find a way to take this fight.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't think so. I think Faber will win it. He's too well. He can can go out there and game plan a fight so well.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. But i got to root against him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Jessica Andrade. Versus Joanne Calderwood looks like kicks off the pay-per-view. This not is a bad fight. back down to strawweight after Calderwood just had the first flyweight fight, first and only flyweight fight. I don't know why they did that if they're not going to create a new division. Yeah, it was weird. But uh, Andrade has looked, or at least in her first fight at strawweight after dropping down from bantamweight, looked incredible. Yeah. Who did she tune up? Was it Jessica Panay? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think she has a chance to be a contender. She could have been a contender. <laughs> um, I I think I'll go with Jessica Andrade here.
0: I'm gonna go with JoJo. I like her. She looked solid in her last fight.
1: Yeah, she did. Just never debating that. Um, another women's fight: Jessica I versus Betch Koheya. Has Betch fought since she lost to Ronda Rousey? Yeah,
0: she lost to somebody else, too.
1: Oh, yeah, split decision to Raquel Pennington. Yeah, yeah. Wow, she's on a little bit of a streak. The here. bitch. <laughs> and Jessica Eye hasn't been doing too well lately, either. She's lost three in a row. Yeah. Sarah McMahon, yeah, Juliana Peña, and Misha Tate. <coughs> a
0: lot of those... Uh... Women's contenders have fallen off Sarah Kaufman. Yeah. A lot of
1: them. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll take Bech Cahaya here just because I've never been impressed with Jessica I. Well,
0: this is such a useless
1: fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are we talking about
0: it? <laughs> I I'll, take that. I'll take Bech Cahaya. <laughs> All
1: right, uh, last one that's catching my eye here would be Ian McCall. After getting his fight against Justin Scoggins canceled last second. Gets yeah, put back sucked. here against Ray Borg, Ray Cy Borg. Um,
0: that definitely sucked, but uh, I'm excited to see Ian McCall come back.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know where his mind is at, where his head is at. Uh, obviously having a lot of out-of-the-cage issues and yeah. and even injuries and stuff like that. So it. I hope he gets back on the right track and starts winning fights again.
0: Yeah, I've always liked him. He's always been a top contender. He did just say on Ariel area Hawaii's MMA hour just a couple months ago. He didn't know if he was coming back because of injuries.
1: Yeah, that's kind of sketchy, right? What was that? That's pretty sketchy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he seemed like really unsure about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Ray Borg is a a decent flyweight prospect, I guess. But he, he lost to Justin Scoggins in his last fight, who... Ian McCall was supposed to fight. Uh, really? I, I guess I'll just go with the veteran Ian McCall, even though I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I do how he's
0: going to look. I'm going to take Ian McCall also, just because I like
1: him. Yeah. Word. I agree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's get to our top five before we get out of here this month. Yeah. Our top five UFC events of all time. Doesn't have to be pay-per-view, but all of mine are. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. They tend to be the, the best cards. Um, how did how did you feel about making this list? Easy, hard.
0: I, I mean, it was actually kind of hard. I feel like I've definitely overlooked a bunch of things. I kind of rushed to do it, but I mean, some of them are like like. There's my top one. is definitely sentimental to me, but it's, I mean, it's easy to drum up five great cards, but I feel like I've definitely overlooked some stuff.
1: Yeah, this was tricky for me as well, just because. I mean, I'm a r I am ai would not say I'm a super new UFC MMA fan, but relatively new. I haven't been around since the beginning. Like yeah. started getting into it when Forrest Griffin versus Stefan Bonner first had their ultimate fighter finale. Then I fell out until about I don't know, I guess a little before the Brock Lesnar era. Yeah. Nineties or eighty high eighties into the nineties and into the hundreds. Uh, but I, I, even when I became a fan, I was watching all the free stuff and only saw like maybe one out of every four pay-per-views for a while there. Yeah. It's only recently that I've been, I've seen every single pay-per-view this year and most last year, so.
0: Yeah.
1: Not a ton to choose from.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, definitely enough. I feel like if, like I didn't even think about like Pride events or anything like that, so I feel like if I would have, I've definitely, I've seen a bunch of them just watching back. I wasn't. Fan back then, but yeah. I feel like I definitely didn't think of any of those, and they could have squeezed one of those in there. But yeah, they could always do it on
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, I guess I guess I'll just get it kicked off. then. yeah, my number five is this was my trickiest position for me because it was between it was between UFC two hundred two, which just happened. Yeah. UFC 181 which featured Lawler Hendricks 2 Pettis versus Melendez for the championship uh, I think that was in like February of last year but what I went with was UFC 199 from June I actually think this this was a card I wasn't even super looking forward to it was Luke Rockle versus Michael Bisbing <laughs> in the main event yeah and it just ended up being incredible. We had Dan Henderson versus Hector Lombard in an amazing fight out of nowhere. Yeah, had Dominic Cruz versus Uriah Faber. The undercard was... Like, every fight lived up to or surpassed expectations. And yeah, it was definitely a great there card. There was great finishes left and right. And then, obviously, the incredible main event when Bisbing just comes out of nowhere and knocks out Luke Rockhold.
0: Yeah, such a memorable
1: fight. I just felt... I just remember... The way I kind of measured it was like how vivid is the memory of this event in my head. And I know exactly where I was sitting, exactly where I was and what was going on. So, yeah. And granted, it was only like 3 months ago, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, it's
0: definitely great. My number 5 is UFC 189. Okay. And,
1: uh, great. Let's fly.
0: It was definitely a great card. had had uh, Lawler, McDonald on it, and then Conor McGregor, Mendes. and Cool main event walkouts was awesome. The whole, that was, I mean, the Reebok kind of sucked, but they kind of changed the presentation in the pay-per-view. That's and all right. the fights were awesome.
1: I think you were over my house for that one.
0: Yeah, I think I was.
1: And, yeah, they had the live acts like uh, Sinead Connor and Stained.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was just really cool and a good card. It would have been better for Lousi Aldo, but still got a good
1: fight. For sure, man, no doubt about that. All right, my number four is the second oldest. I'm going back to UFC 129. This is the Stadium Show in Toronto, Canada, headlined by GSP versus Jake Shields. That fight wasn't amazing, but the event as a whole was pretty damn exciting. It was like sixty some thousand. Crazy yeah. huge fans. You had Jose Aldo versus Mark Hominick in the co main event, which was like going into it, you thought Aldo will easily win, but that was like one of the toughest tests of his career. Yeah. Really had to fight back at the end there. And you also had Leona Machida knocking out Randy Couture in the third fight down with that flying little front kick thing. Yeah. Uh, Knock knocking his, teeth his tooth out. out. Like, yeah. Vividly remember this entire card and. It, it yeah, was that just. Was definitely uh, a good one. It was definitely like a, a moment, a, an event. Felt like an event. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a really good one. My number four is UFC one sixty six, back
1: in October. A couple of years. October, October two thousand fourteen. Thirteen, yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, so it was an awesome card. Had the legendary Diego Sanda, uh, Sanchez gilbert Melendez fight. The third round was incredible. Yeah, man probably, probably the, best the best for Hounds
1: ever, ever. So, yeah
0: had a bunch of good fights um came Alaska's Junior Dos Santos's bloodbath of a main event
1: yeah that was every,
0: awesome every fight thing. was awesome like entertaining on the whole card
1: yep and that's one where I was only getting like maybe one of every two or three I would like only get the ones that I thought looked great on paper and I skipped that one regretted it immediately yeah, ended yeah, up. Why- awesome. I might end up catching up with. Yeah, it's an awesome card, for sure. My number three is UFC one sixty eight. This is Anderson Silva versus Chris Weidman part two. Uh, obviously, iconic moment there in the headliner, but in the co event, you had Ronda Rousey versus Misha Tate the rematch after their season of the Ultimate Fighter, which I thought was an awesome fight because yeah, Tate made it into the third round, which is as far as anyone ever made it with Ronda at that point. And it just was a battle of attrition. You also had Travis Brown versus Josh Barnett in the third fight from the top when Travis Brown wasn't complete trash. So, yeah, just thought that was the top two fights basically made the excitement there.
0: Yeah, there's wicked elbows in that fight.
1: Yep, against the cage. Yeah, that was um,
0: my number three is classic UFC 100.
1: It's my number two.
0: Yeah, it was an awesome card, man. Ever, I mean, legendary knockout, Dan Henderson, Michael Bisping. Oh, yeah. The match coming up.
1: Yep, we got that Thanks. to look forward to.
0: And we had George St. Pierre, Thiago Alves, which I actually don't remember too much it of. It was a
1: relatively boring fight because GSP just GSP'd him, but... I mean, it's GSP in a title fight in a co-main event. How often do you see that? Yeah, right. And then
0: Brock Lesnar destroying Frank Mir in the classic post-fight
1: uh, <laughs> speech. Hell yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, I can't really add much more to that. But even the undercard was pretty solid from what I remember. I think John Jones might have been on the prelims. but Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: you fought Jake O'Brien.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was definitely a memorable night. I remember like it ended early, and they had Josh Koscheck versus Paulo Tiago after the main event. Yeah. Some weird, weird stuff going on. I think that was that card. But, uh, yep, that's definitely one I'll never forget where I was watching that. So, awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely. And number two? Uh, my number two? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, UFC 100 was mine.
0: Yeah, makes sense. My number two is UFC one ninety six.
1: Yeah, honorable do awesome. for me.
0: That was uh, just awesome. First, obviously the first Conor McGregor and Diaz fight started, which was it was one of the most exciting fights we we watched together at uh, Green Turtle. Yeah, man. And just the whole atmosphere there, like when the tie turned, it was just one of the most exciting things I've ever seen. It was so.
1: Awesome. Yeah, it was like it was like. Next best thing to be in there. That's definitely the best atmosphere I've seen a fight in, for yeah. sure.
0: And we had Misha Tate obviously beat uh and him a huge upset. That was crazy, also. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, the only thing that penalized this card is its recency, and the first three fights on the pay per view were kind of boring. It was yeah, like it was kind of weird. a calm before. Obviously, the last two fights were incredible. This was like yeah. definitely being my top 10 of all time. Uh, but yeah, my number one is UFC 189. You already mentioned it. To me, any, honestly, here's why Conor McGregor is so great and he's one of my favorite fighters. I know it's not; I'm not the only person. He's obviously the... I almost feel bad liking him as much as I do because it's just like the thing. Yeah. But anytime he headlines a pay-per-view, it's incredible. You have... The one we just had, obviously, was. it seems like he elevates everyone else at the same time somehow. Like, they want to get – because they know all eyes are on this pay-per-view, they, like, step up their game because 2-2 was incredible. 196 was incredible. Uh, 194, him against Jose Aldo, that was a pretty good pay-per-view card as well. Yeah. And 189, this was when he finally turned the corner – Everyone was saying, oh, he's finally facing a a true wrestler who's just going to take him down. At that point, he was just a striker. He was being fed certain matchups. But in this fight, he proved he could take the shot of a powerful Chad Mendez. He could get taken down and get back up, or even do damage from the bottom. He He got bloodied out, too. Yeah, I mean, he he faced adversity. This is like the first time in the UFC he faced adversity and came back and won. Yeah. And. This set up the incredible long-awaited match against Jose Aldo. Just an amazing main event. This is when he really burst on the scene as the, the main pay-per-view draw for the UFC. Yeah, it was and definitely a big deal. Not to mention, the fucking co-main event was Robbie Lawler versus Rory McDonald. Fight of the year, maybe fight of the century. <laughs> um, one of the best fights in UFC history is the co-main event of all things. And then Every single fight on this card, on the main pay-per-view, every fight was a finish. I mean, the under of the other ones. You know, every single one was, actually, because McGregor finished Mendez and Lawler finished McDonald. Uh, yeah. Jeremy Stevens, flying knee knockout of Dennis Bermudez in the third fight down. Um, it just was an exciting all-out event. I think my favorite of all time. But it's really hard to say because... Like, I liked a lot of the Frankie Edgar cards when he was fighting Gray Maynard. Like, there's been so many. Every pay-per-view has its own, you know, personality and, yeah, and greatness definitely. to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my number one is uh, UFC 172, the pay-per-view that came to Baltimore. It has definitely a huge sentimental value to me. I was there. I saved up, like, two months and paid for a very expensive third-row seat. Yeah. <laughs> And it was, like, the best investment I've ever made in my life. It was incredible. One of the best nights ever. A lot of great fights. I'm not just speaking out of my ass here. There's a lot of great
1: fights. Yeah, that's true. It definitely was. They
0: stacked the card. Even the prelims were awesome. First fight of the night, Chris Beale defeats Patrick Williams by flying knee knockout. It was yeah, incredible. Yeah,
1: freaking incredible knockout.
0: Yeah. I mean, that just started the night off insanely awesome and
1: then what Danny Castillo knocked out Charlie Brennerman, and his, yeah. ha- his hair yeah, cold. I remember his hair going flying <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, that, uh, was, that was awesome
1: John Jones versus Glover Teixeira is the main event yeah you got to see it. the main man uh,
0: got sh- to shake John Jones hand as he came out of the cage all bloodied up and everything it was so awesome
1: who was the co-main event? It was uh,
0: Anthony Johnson to uh, Phil Davis.
1: Yeah, making his UFC return after being cut for missing weight.
0: He dominated Phil Davis, which nobody was doing then.
1: And Luke Rockhold defeated Luke Rockhold Tim, Tim, Tim Boach, Boach
0: with, with submission. crazy submission on Tim Boach. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that is an awesome card. I didn't even watch the pay-per-view.
0: Also, had Max Holloway beat Andre Feely.
1: Oh, nice. That's Eugene right. Jim Miller
0: and Yancy Medeiros.
1: That's right. I, I've definitely watched the prelims on TV, but... I don't. I can't even remember why I didn't want, end up seeing that pay per view, but uh, maybe I was just jealous that you were, you were there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it was awesome. Dude. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I bet it was. I can't wait to go to my first one eventually, if they yeah, ever come nice. back. If they ever come back. Dude, we'll have to go. Let's go to Madison Square Garden in November. Yeah, let's do it. I'm sure tickets won't be too bad.
0: <laughs> i right. been to New York. It'd be perfect time to
1: go. <laughs> I've been MSG. Yeah, that's true. Let's see, that's about it. I mean, uh, pretty good, pretty good stuff. I can't wait for the fights in the coming weeks. So if you have any thoughts on what we've, our hot takes or anything we said, or if you have any predictions for the upcoming fights you'd like to get to us, send us an email to theredbeltreport at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at redbeltreport. I'm personally on Twitter at the Report. And uh, subscribe to our iTunes. Give us the rating and a review.
0: Yeah, real quick, I'm just going to take a second. Although I never hear this, but I just say I'm deeply sorry to Chael Sonnen uh, and his family. They lost their daughter. I'm very, very deeply sorry to hear that.
1: Yeah, that was devastating. Uh, yeah, definitely agree. He's in my thoughts, for sure. Yeah. All right, then. We'll see you later. Yep. Yeah. See you next time.